Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And in this episode, we are back with our monthly Ask Austin Anything. Now, this Ask Austin Anything episode does have a theme. I know we did one on salary negotiation before. I had a lot of fun with that. So I figured that we would have a theme for this one as well, because I've also been getting a lot of questions recently about LinkedIn growth. So this entire episode is going to be focused on answering questions from listeners like you about how to grow an audience and how to monetize an audience on LinkedIn. So we have five awesome questions from five very awesome people that we are going to cover today. But I always like to remind you that we do these every single month. So if you have a burning question about your career, about job searching, about growing on LinkedIn or social or entrepreneurship or anything else, send it my way. Let me know it's for the Ask Austin Anything episode, and I'll do my best to include it and get you a direct answer. So with that said, let's dive in. Our first question comes from Craig, and Craig is asking, besides consistency, what is the one thing that creators need to keep in mind when growing on LinkedIn? So my answer here is that creators need to understand that creation alone won't lead to growth. I see so many creators believing that, you know, if they build it, people will come. In other words, if they start creating content and sharing content, then the audience will follow. And don't get me wrong, consistency is probably one of the most critical factors when it comes to growth on any platform in any form of content creation. However, Simply creating and putting stuff out there isn't enough, especially if you're just starting out. You need to get out there and you need to create some visibility around your content. You need to promote your content and your brand. And what I found consistently across the top 1% of creators is that they spend the same amount of time promoting their content that they did creating the content. So if they spent, let's say, 30 minutes creating a post, they're going to go spend 30 minutes promoting that post in a multitude of different ways. And As I just mentioned, there are a variety of ways that you can do this. So one of my favorites is what I call value-driven comments, where we actively go find people that we want to engage with for one reason or another. Maybe they have a large audience. Maybe they have an overlapping audience. Maybe we just want to build a relationship with them. And we leave a value-driven comment consistently on their content. And what that does is it builds reciprocity so that that person will come back and comment on our stuff. So that's just one small example of a way that you can create visibility for yourself, your profile, your brand, because doing those value-driven comments will get you in with the author. It'll also get you visibility with their audience. And the combination of both of those people coming back to your profile, maybe following you, maybe starting to engage in your content is a great way to drive additional visibility for the stuff that you are writing. So again, we need to spend just as much time promoting as we do creating. And I think that is the piece that most new creators miss. So Craig, that was an awesome question. Thank you so much. Our second question comes from Akama, who's asking if there was a step-by-step guide on LinkedIn growth, what would be the first three steps in that guide? So here they are, if I were to give you this guide. The first step for me would be to spend time deeply understanding your audience, specifically understanding their pain points, their desired outcomes, the things that they've tried in the past to achieve those desired outcomes that haven't necessarily worked, and finally, the language that they use to talk about all of that stuff. This is the most critical jumping off point for any new creator, and it also happens to be the most overlooked. And the reason for that is because 
it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort. And there isn't necessarily an immediate outcome. There isn't that instant gratification. And that's tough because as a new creator, we want to start putting content out there and we want to start getting those likes and those reactions and those comments and those views and maybe have a chance of going viral and all these other things. And sitting down and talking to our audience doesn't really get us any of that. However, what it does get us is a deep sense of the people who will be reading and resonating with our posts. Now, the best creators, again, that I've seen the top 1%, they have over-indexed on audience discovery. They have gotten on hundreds of hours of calls with people in their audience. They have surveyed their audience multiple times in multiple different ways. And they have also coached their audience for at least a critical mass of time. They've probably been coaching them for a year, if not more, or they've been, been getting the experience that they're talking about for over a year at this point. And that enables them to deeply understand all of the things I just mentioned. And when we understand what our audience cares about, when we understand the things that frustrate them, when we understand the desired outcome that they're hoping to achieve, and when we can speak to the things that they've tried and show them why those things haven't worked, and then when we can give them a new path, and we do all that using the same language that they use to describe those problems and those outcomes, that is when we start to connect with them. And that is when we start to build a relationship with them. And that is when we start to create these emotional triggers with the people in our audience. And the emotional content is the stuff that is really gonna propel you forward. That's really the stuff that drives traction with the algorithm, that drives a lot of visibility. And that is what we should be aiming for. So that is the first step. The second step is to post a minimum of five days per week and do not miss on this. When you force yourself to create every single day and share every single day, one, you tap into the compound gains that come along with that. So when you share every day, each post, you know, over time is just going to get a little bit more in terms of views. And maybe you'll have one that totally blows up. And even if you have a few of them that kind of tank a bit, the average evens out to be a positive slope where we're going up into the right. And that's not going to happen if we're posting once a week or once every two weeks or once a month. If you have to start with any of those cadences that I just mentioned to just get started and then you work your way up to a minimum of five days per week, that is fine. You don't have to start at five days per week, but that should be your goal. And once you get there, you wanna work to stay consistent for a period of time. My recommendation is trying to stay consistent for around six months. And I know that sounds like a lot, but that's really what I truly think it takes to begin to master a platform. Sometimes it takes even a little bit longer, but if you do that, if you can share five days a week for six months, I promise you, you are going to have had this platform figured out. You are gonna start to see the traction that you are looking for. And the thing, is that's easy to say on a podcast, much harder to do in real life. That's why the people who do it tend to separate from everybody else who gives up too early. The third tactic I would have here is something that I just mentioned, which are those value-driven comments. So I would go out and I would find 20 accounts that have roughly 10 to 20 times my current following. And every single day I would go check their post feed and I would leave valuable comments on every single new post that they create. So not just thanks for sharing this or love this, but I would go in and I would write a supportive statement and tag the author. So I might say, you know, this is a great post at Austin. Then I might reiterate or re recap some of the posts in my own words. And then I might add my own value or my own insights or my own knowledge. And that type of comment is really going to stand out. It's going to be supportive and valuable to the author. It's also going to be valuable to the audience. And again, as I mentioned earlier, that's going to drive people to click on your profile. That's going to drive people to follow you. That's also going to drive people to reciprocate and show up on your posts. So that would absolutely be my recommendation for the three-step process to getting started on LinkedIn as a new creator if you want to start to see success. 
The third question here comes from Dave. And Dave's asking, if you built a decent community on another platform, say Twitter or TikTok or Instagram, what are the highest leverage tactics that you've seen in terms of translating that to LinkedIn? So the biggest thing that people need to understand here is that every platform has its own unique style. And what I mean by that is the posts that do really, really well on one platform are likely not just going to automatically do well on another platform if they are copied and pasted. Each platform has its own writing style and has its own delivery mechanisms that resonate with that platform's audience. And so the time-saving piece of having content from another platform is in the topics and in the way that it's delivered from a conceptual standpoint. So if I know that I have, let's say, a, a viral tweet, if I can look at that and say, why did this go viral? What was the topic here? And what was the language that I use? that's going to be the biggest time saver. And that's really where you're going to see the most gains because you understand why that post is doing well. And then all you really need to do is understand what type of delivery mechanism in terms of format, style, structure, medium to use on the new platform. And the way that you discover that is a three-step process. So first, I'm going to start by making a list of my top 50 posts of all time or my top X posts of all time, depending on how many that you have, the more posts that you can add to this list, the better. Then I'm going to go onto this new platform. So let's say I was going from Twitter to LinkedIn. I'm going to go on LinkedIn and I'm going to browse the top posts from creators that I want to emulate. So I might go find a creator on LinkedIn. I might scroll through their feed and find a couple of posts that have done really, really well. And then I'm going to look to see what is the structure of this post? What is the style of this post? What is the format of this post? And I'm going to work to lift that structure and style. And I'm going to then inject my story, my knowledge, my value from my top posts into that structure and style. So basically you can set, you can think of this as I'm going to take the topics that I know resonate really well with my audience on other platforms. I'm going to bring them over to this new platform, but then I'm going to borrow this delivery mechanism that I've seen be successful on this new platform. I'm going to inject it into that. And that is hopefully going to give me a boost. And then after that, it basically comes down to testing and tweaking and and putting enough content out there to see which frameworks, which skeletons, and which styles end up working best for your topics, your voice, and your content. If you do that, that's going to help you understand what works on this new platform, and that's going to help you bridge the gap between the content and the ideas that you're sharing on your initial platform and the structure and the delivery mechanisms that are going to be beneficial for that on the new platform. So that's an awesome question, Dave, and I hope that you have a lot of success transitioning over to LinkedIn. The fourth question here comes from Xenia, who's asking, I think you've optimized your processes, right? How do you compress your growth into six to 12 months? And what I'll say first and foremost is that I don't think that it's necessarily possible to go from 3,000 to 1.2 million followers in 12 months, which would be compressing my entire process. However, it is definitely possible to go from zero to 100K in a year, though. And I've actually seen that happen both for myself and also multiple times over in the year since. I've also seen it happen a couple of times in 2022 so far with people who've been creating content for the last 12 months. So the way that this happens is by doing a lot of the things that I just mentioned. If you show up and you create content every single day, and then you go and you invest an equivalent amount of time promoting that content. And then in addition, you go reflect not only on your own content, but on content that's doing well with the platform. And you work to understand why that content is doing well. You break down the specifics of the hooks, the topics, the styles and structures, the formats, all of that, and you keep a log of that, and then you try to work and weave in the things that are consistent across your top posts and 
top posts from other creators on the platform, if you try to weave that into your future content and you basically just make this your single focus for the next year, there's no reason that you can't go from zero to 100,000 followers in 12 months. That's still totally possible on LinkedIn. So I would say that, you know, the stuff that I'm sharing, these are my optimized processes. There was a lot of mistakes and a lot of stuff that I had to go through in trial and error in order to get to these lists and these tactics that I'm sharing now. And some people may go out and implement these and not be able to grow to 100K, but certainly you are able to do that. That is within the realm of outcomes. Reaching 100,000 followers on any social platform, that's probably going to be the 1% of users and the 1% of creators on that platform. So you're still playing a low percentage game there. It's not going to happen to everybody. The people who do win there are the ones who basically become obsessed with their growth and say, okay, I'm going to analyze and optimize every single facet of my writing and my promotion and the way I engage with other people on this platform and they fully commit to that and then they build out systems behind it. So you do have to be committed. You do have to be willing to put in the work. But if you do, there's no reason that you can't go from zero to 100K in 12 months on LinkedIn or on Twitter or on any of these other platforms. Like I said, I've seen it happening as recently as somebody crossing the 100K mark last month who started 12 months ago. So this is still happening in today's ecosystem. So I want to say that to give you a little bit of hope, but also set some realistic expectations. And the last question here comes from Mohammed, who's saying, I see a lot of LinkedIn quote gurus talking about polls and carousels as ways to grow, but I've only ever seen you post text-related content. Why do you do that? And why don't you use the other mediums on LinkedIn? So I thought this was a really great question to answer because this is a question that I get from a lot of new creators. What medium should I use? And why do you only use this one? And it really comes down to, to two specific reasons here. So the first has to do with what I love doing and playing to my strengths. So I absolutely love writing. I sit down and I write and I feel great. That is when I feel the most energized. That's when I feel the most creative. That's also how I feel I can best take the thoughts that are in my head and deliver them and share the message in the way that I want. So writing for me is an energy creator, whereas other mediums, especially video, anything visual, those are all energy drainers for me. They totally sap me. They're really, really hard and frustrating for me to do. I don't enjoy doing them at all. I don't get any happiness or any fun out of doing video or visual. So I try to focus on what my strengths are and what I enjoy doing, because as I've mentioned, this is a long game, right? If you are starting out, you should expect around six months before you start to see real traction, before you start to judge your outcomes. And if you are going to commit to something where you're posting, you know, a couple times a week, hopefully five times a week for six months, you better really enjoy the way that you're creating the content. And if you don't, you're not going to stick with it. So I've seen people talk about video being the next big thing on LinkedIn forever. I've seen people talk about all these other mediums, audio, lives, all this other stuff forever. And I don't invest in that because I know that even if there is a trend, even if there is you know, a boost in the algorithm or something else, which we'll talk about in a second, that's not going to work for me because I don't get joy from creating that way. And therefore, if I'm not enjoying the way that I create, I'm going to create less or it's going to be harder for me cre to create. And that's going to make it less likely for me to stay consistent and keep my commitment that is going to make me successful in the end. So that is reason number one. I simply love writing. The second reason is that all of these other things 
in my opinion and from my experience, are short-term games. So, for example, polls have an algorithmic boost right now, and they have for probably the last six to eight months, maybe we're getting closer to a year now, where if you put a poll out there, you're going to get a crazy amount of views. And I don't know why this is still the case for polls. LinkedIn has let this go for a very long time. I understand when you know LinkedIn first released it, as is true with any social platform, you release a new feature, you push organic growth to it so more people use it, that entices them, and then you know more people get in the habit of creating through that medium, right? We saw this with Reels on Instagram as well as another good example. When they first launched it, you could get some crazy amount of organic growth and views via Reels because Instagram wanted more people to use the feature. So it's the same with polls, but that algo boost has stuck around. And the problem with that is we are relying on this algorithmic boost instead of a a core system that we know to be successful for creating awesome content. So what happens when that boost goes away and all of a sudden the polls that make up, you know, 60, 80, maybe 100% of your content they're now driving far less traction, maybe even than the average medium on LinkedIn because that boost has gone away. Then you're kind of screwed and you're starting from square one and you're scrambling to figure out what medium is gonna work for you and how you can come back from this. So whenever people are capitalizing on these short-term boosts, that's fine if you already have a system and a structure for your content in place that's been successful. But if your entire growth and your entire content creation strategy is based on an algorithmic boost, just understand that that's not gonna last forever. And so when it goes away, you're gonna be in trouble. So the reason that I love text is because time and again, through all of these ups and downs of video being the next new thing and live being the next new thing and audio being the next new thing and insert whatever being the next new thing, Short form text posts have always been the best performing piece of content on LinkedIn historically. So I use them because that isn't going away. And we see that time and again across platforms. Text is an integral part of pretty much every platform. And it is the way that most content is created on the internet right now. Now, obviously, there has been a surge in video, but video and text offer people different things. You can't necessarily consume video in the same way or even in the same settings that you might be able to consume text. So text is always going to be around. And text has been, especially in these short form LinkedIn posts, has been the medium that drives the most views. I've tested everything else out. I've tested video. I've tested live. I've tested long form articles on LinkedIn. I've tested newsletters. I've tested all these other things. Nothing beats the short form text posts. So I'm investing in that for two reasons. I love writing and short form text posts get me the most return on my investment in terms of the amount of time I spend creating and the amount of time I spend promoting. So those are the two reasons why I focus on short form text. And again, my main recommendation isn't necessarily for you to picture short form text for those reasons. My recommendation is to pick the medium that excites you to create and that you can build a real content creation system around that will allow you to grow even if any boost that is associated with that medium disappears. That is the most important thing that I want you to take away. So those are five really awesome questions about growing on LinkedIn. And I hope if you are thinking about creating, thinking about getting started, if you're a current creator or anything in between, I hope that these gave you at least a couple of new tips that you can go out there and implement. But I thought that having this theme would be a lot of fun for this Ask Austin Anything. So that's it for this month. If you want to ask me a question for next month's Ask Austin Anything in May, go ahead and email me or DM me or get in touch with me. Just let me know that it's going to be for the Ask Austin Anything. Ask me your question. I will pick a handful as I always do to answer live right here on the podcast. But outside of that, I hope you have an awesome rest of your week and I will see you back here for our next regularly scheduled episode of the Dream Job System podcast. 